Hey, friends, if you're just tuning in, you've been prayed for, and we're excited to be here together, and you guys tuning in. And I tell you what, I did a little reflection this week. How many knows it's good to kind of just look back over the last week or two or month or so sometimes? Now, I always say this. There's a reason that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. You don't need to stay in there all the time. But you can look at a few things and say, wow, am I, am I charting the course that God's laid out for me? So I, I want to show you a few things. I, I wrote down some stuff that God has been moving through the message that we've been sharing the last few weeks. So if many of y'all know, uh, it's been an exciting message since the first of the year. But we'll go back just a few weeks and, 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 and look how God has just connected the dots. I didn't even see it when we we're putting the message together. But as I was reflecting on this, I said, man, God, you're just so much God. How many know we got a big God? I love it. Got big hands. So we started out a few weeks ago on the teaching. It was called Messed Up. Anybody remember that sermon? Remember that? Yeah. And so, you know, what it showed us was that God's grace and mercy is always for us and that we are God's masterpiece. Even when on our worst day, God has the ability to see the best in our life. That's called grace. Amen. That's called a loving God. Then we rolled out of that and then we preached on the distance. Y'all remember that? Give it a little backstory. It talked about the, the bitter man versus the, the blessed woman and the power of choice. How many have been choosing wisely since that message? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just re-preach it. No, I'm teasing. Hey, we got to seek the Lord all the time. Then we moved on to this. What is our focus? What's getting our attention? What are, what are we following? And who is following us? What are, what are we doing with that? And then last week we rolled into fingerprints. And the fingerprints of God on our life. And what fingerprints are we leaving on other people's life? Because I'm going to tell you, think about this. I know a lot of you guys and gals work a lot of hours. And, and you know, unfortunately, we're probably, away, we're probably with our work family more than we're with our regular family. And so, you know, how are we impacting their life for the kingdom of God? How are we speaking life into their life? Are we encouraging them? Are they seeing a mirror of Christ in us? I pray that when we fill up on the word that I always say, hey, the service starts when we leave here, right? We're that mirror of Christ. I want you guys to fill up and, and, and head on out. So we're looking at that, and then we start rolling right on up to this. No loose ends. Let me hear you say it. One, two, three. No loose ends. Aren't you glad that Jesus doesn't leave any loose ends? I'm, I'm so thankful for that. He didn't go halfway to the cross. He didn't check out, you know. He didn't stop at the red roof and said, man, I'm done, man, I'm out. He followed through. And how about for us? We want to finish big, don't we? We want to walk through this life. So today, we're going to be talking about the life and abundance that we have in Christ. But I want us to be prepared to live life. And I'm going to share this a little bit. A lot of times a message uh, can come across if you just got it on the surface, and I'll mention this again. You'll say, man, buddy, you're talking about dying. No, I'm talking about living like you're dying. Does that make sense? Because I'm going to tell you what, if you get a bad report, you're going to start re-looking at things in your life and say, what's really important? So I'm going to tell you today, let's look at what's important. And I can tell you the number one thing as is, is important as this. Do you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the platform. Okay, so we're going to take off. I've got a little bit of reading to, 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 to share with you today. But I, I just really, I, I pray that God takes this message. Lord, take this message and make it so much more than what I could ever do. Father, I ask you to touch our hearts and just go the extra mile in our lives with this. In Jesus' name. So I start looking at a few things here. And, you know, on the surface, we start looking at some of this stuff and we say, well, we, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that passage before. But what the Lord's been showing me this year, that there's always more. And if God wrote it down, there is a reason that he wrote it down. We could just gloss through that and we say, oh, yeah, I know the story. Man, I read that before. Yeah, Jesus dies on the cross. He rose on the third day. That's awesome. But you know what? We can unpack even some more truths out of that. So what I want to show you today is we're kind of coming in from another angle. And I want to share a few, few things with that. So look at this right here. Let's go back. Yeah, let's look at this right here. When we start right here, I want, this is where we're going to end up, okay? This is where we're going to end up. But I've got to give you the backstory. When he had finished, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now, that's John chapter 19. If you all want to study a little bit this week, stay right there and we'll see what's going on. But what, what do you think about this? In the last minutes of his life, in the worst torture known to mankind at this time, Who's he thinking about? I'm going to show you that in just a minute. Think about what leads up to this. He's forgiven the criminals right there and says, hey, today, since you chose me, you'll be with me in paradise. He tells our Heavenly Father, God, he says, hey, forgive these guys that are per per persecuting me. Say that with chewing gum in your mouth three times. 
persecuting me. But he said, hey, but you know what? Forgive them. Don't hold their sins against them. And then he rolls on out a little bit. Out of all that, he looks to Mary and says, I want to make sure that she's taken care of. Isn't that something? No loose ends. No loose ends at all. So I want to kind of walk through that a little bit today and and just show you how he turns his attention to every aspect of what we're going to see today. So let's roll on. If you've got your Bibles with you, you can follow along, but I'll go ahead and read this. Most of the scriptures we try to keep on on, uh, the screen. John 19, 25 and 27. (coughs) Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing by, standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Now, we could just gloss over that and say, hey, look up for my mama, all right? But there's a lot there. There's a lot there. See, in Jewish times, much like today here, but in Jewish times, when you had hold, hold on to somebody's last word, when they spoke that last word, it was certified and weighted just as if it was a will. Boom. They said this on the last breath. So be it. Amen. Work it out. Walk it out. That's the deal. See, you remember many times in Bible, uh, throughout the Bible, they were, they were waiting. Dad, what's the blessing? What, what's going on? What are you passing on to me? All these things here. No, no different here. But look at this. Think about this. All the sins of the world crushed it down on him. And he's still making sure that his mother's taken care of. Now here's something that, that maybe we haven't looked at before. This is the first time ever that Jesus was going to be separated from the Father. Ever. Aren't you glad that we never have to be alone? Because of what Christ did in the great sacrifice. And he paid our sin debt in full. And he rose on the third day, and we'll be celebrating that in the fullness here in short order. But we're going to celebrate it every day, amen? But look at that. In the midst of all that, that's what he saw was worth it to give up for you. you got to make it personal. You know, all the time nowadays, people say, well, don't take it personal, man. Well, I'm telling you, take this personal. Take this personal. It's for you. He died for you. We need to receive that. So with all that going on, we see that he, he willingly... Gives his life. Now, how about you? Most of us, when things are going on, when we get in a tight spot, we're not thinking about everybody else, are we? When your back's up against the wall, you go, hey, man, take my money. Take my wife's money, because it's probably more than what money I got. <laughs> take my neighbor's money. Oh, you know, anything, something like something really coming down you. Man, if you're hurting and you're rolling around on the floor, you're like, fix this, do this, everything. We don't say, oh, make sure mama's got a chicken pot pie. You know, or something like that. We're, we get selfish, right? Look how selfless Jesus is. Not just here, but throughout his walk. Lord, give us a selfless heart like Christ. But we have to continue to follow and look at what he shows us. The perfect sacrifice of Christ, man, gives us total access to the Father again. You don't have to be alone. Even when everybody else is gone, you don't have to be alone. And I tell you what, I can tell you from my life, I don't know about you, have you ever been in a crowd and you just feel alone? You could be at a Coliseum packed out and just go, man, it is a lonely day. But I pray that you remember this message today, you're never alone with Christ. Amen. He made a deposit, a, a, a deposit in your life. When you called on the name of Jesus, his spirit lives in you. So I want you guys to hear that. But look at this also, a few things here that maybe we wouldn't see. And I thought this was kind of interesting. When you read this, you say, man, he's he's talking about, woman, here is your son. Now, nowadays, if I would say woman to my mom at 88 years old, she'd probably grab that cane, man, and go home, man. She'd be like, who are you talking to? But let me give you a little background. In that time, in that culture, look at this. He, 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 He shows a respect. And I want to read this here. Uh, When we go through these things here, Mary would not interpret Jesus' words that way. The the term woman used during that time was like ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Out of respect, out of love, out of compassion. In the midst of the sins of the world coming down on our Savior, he's still speaking with love, grace, 
mercy, and compassion. You know what happens? Let one of us dip our, hit our toe on that thing out there and see what happens, right? We've got to keep filling up on the Word of God so when something happens, that's what comes out, the Word of God, amen? If you keep your Bible shut, you won't, you won't be working in this, walking in this, right? Now, look. People say, well, I don't have to go to church to, to, to be saved. Don't No, you don't. Uh, I can worship God on, on my boat or my motorcycle. Yes, you can. And if you're riding a motorcycle, especially around here, you better know him because you might meet him real soon, right? But here's the thing. He wants us to come together as a family to encourage one another. Your gift is different than my gift. Her gift is different than her gift. To come together in the, as the body of Christ, to support one another, to cheer one another on, to be that mirror of Christ, that support system. But not just in here, outside of the world, outside of the walls to the world. So look at this. He goes on and he's still showing caring, compassion, and love. In other words, Jesus was leaving the per perfect fingerprint for us to follow. He was leaving the perfect fingerprint of love to his, his earthly mother. But not only was he her earthly son, he was her heavenly savior. You see what's happening here? Fully man, fully God. Putting it in per perfect perspective. <clears throat> so I pray today as we go through this, that we realize when we study the Bible and being good stewards of the, of, of the Bible, that it takes time. We go look through those things and, and say, Lord, what are you showing me here today? Lord, what is it that you want me to glean from this? And I pray that what Lord showed me this week that maybe we'll find a few different things from a different vantage point through a story, a familiar story. God gets some serious gas mileage out of his word. Amen? All right. Everybody doing good? Say amen. We're going to move on. So we're going to be talking about a little bit of preparation. How many people know it's good to be prepared? So, let me ask you, how many people are prepared? That was pretty quiet. Most people say, for what? <clears throat> prepared. You got prepared to come here today. Did you prepare your hearts to come here today? Did you pray? Did you pray for the service? Did you pray? Lord, I'm coming to hear your word today. Lord, give me a fresh word. Lord, I'm coming to you to worship the one true God. Lord, Lord, what is it? See, a lot of times we don't come anticipating we just kind of show up we just go like this man i tell you what when i open god's word i come with my heart prepared lord show me so he's gonna show me something today Woo! god's love letter to me you ever think about that look at that we get excited about the races man they're going to, all they're doing is going around and around left 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 i mean it's cool i mean i don't think i could hold on to it at 200 miles an hour but man you're up there you're slinging your tank top and everything else and you come here and you get in and you say, well, we're going to church. We're going to sit down there. And then if you say, how you doing today, brother? They go, I'm doing all right. Not so much here because we're pretty laid back. If they don't hug you on the way in, they're going to hug you on the way out. I'm just telling you right up, right? It's, it's, it's what you see is what you get. But how prepared are you? Now, remember what I said that, that especially in those times when this was going on, when, when a person spoke the last words, that was like a sealed document. And we talked about this a little bit last week, right? <clears throat> How many people have a will? I'd like to raise my hand, but I don't. And I need to. You know, and, and that's about right. Do you know what they say? I did a little research on it. They say about 70% of people do not. How about that? So based on the hands I see here, we're right in there. <clears throat> so, you know what? One of those things is we might want to do that because not that our stuff is so important, but you know what? You know who decides who, who gets your stuff? Yeah. Not your family. So that's something we might want to think about. Just a little side note. I'm preaching to me first. We got to do it. We got to do it. So that's that. But moving on from there, are you prepared to give an account of your life? Oh, going to get quiet now, baby. Are we prepared to give an account of our life? And I, I want to make sure that... that you guys see what I'm saying? <clears throat> there is going to be a time that we stand before Christ to give account. We're going to get into that scripture. But let me tell you what we're talking about here. Our sins are forgiven because of what Jesus Christ did. But we got to give account how we use our life for Christ. See, God didn't save us just to sit on the sidelines and, and, and just hang out. He's got a mission for you. Amen? You say, I don't know what my mission is. I'm not a preacher. I don't do this. I don't. Well, you know what? 
Maybe you're a good listener. Maybe you're a good prayer warrior. Maybe you're going to be the one to invite somebody to church. Maybe you're going to hold the door for somebody. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to tell you this. God has gifted you with at least one gift, and he paid a big price for you to be able to use it for the kingdom of God. All right? I want you to hear that now. That's, that's something right there. So are you prepared to give account of your life? You said, but you're still talking about dying. Just a little bit. I'm really talking more about living. Because when I got to give account on my life, it's about the way I lived my life. So guess what? I want to live it for Christ now. Not to scare you, always to prepare you. I say that every week, okay? Let's keep on rolling. So think about that. And, and you know, I, I want us to see, are you currently seeking the Lord's guidance in your everyday life? Well, yeah, I pray in the morning. I pray when I go to work. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> Do you ask the Lord, Lord, I, today, I've laid down my life. You laid down your life for me. I put my faith and trust in what the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, resurrection, and I'm walking in the fullness of that today. Lord, what is it you have me to do today? Man, what could happen if we just were available to God? You want to answer? Anything he wants. Anything he wants. On your job, at school, in your marriage, walking the dog, opening a door. Man, me and Donnie was talking about it this morning, trying to follow that nudge of the Holy Spirit. The volume of the world is so loud, don't let it choke out the voice of God in your life. I want you to hear that right there. Turn it down a little bit. Lean into that. <clears throat> look at what God has, has, has blessed you with and look where he's placed you. So let's look at this. Be mindful how you live and how quickly life goes. Anybody think life's moving by a little fast? Raise your hand if you think it is. <clears throat> Young folks, you don't even think about it. <laughs> I used to, man, but you know what, when I was younger, and my dad told me, he said, well, look, we couldn't get it this Christmas, we might get it next Christmas, that was a long time, that was a long time, wasn't it, now it isn't, because you've got to save up to buy it, <laughs> but think about this, rolling into 2018, just hit March, and look how fast things have come by, I don't know about y'all, but I've been able to kick my diet down the road three months so far, Woo! April's coming, right, I'm just being honest, because what happens, I was doing real good, and then turkey time came. Oh, you got to eat the bird, right? And then grandmama's cooking. And oh, then at Christmas time, what are those little marshmallow things you make, grandma? Hey, forgive me. Got to have them. And then you roll right out of that, and it's my birthday, and it's Jesse's birthday. And then after that, you're addicted to everything that you just got off of. Yeah, yeah you go to the salad bar, and you say, can I get some gravy with that? That's how bad it gets, man. You just want it all. So now we got to regroup. But you see how fast it goes? Time just starts rolling on by. And each week, I really pray about this. I do my very best to prepare us. But ultimately, you have to make the decision. Man. I'm going to be accountable of what I gave to you, but you're going to be accountable what you took away from it. Okay? I want you to hear that. Not to scare you, just to prepare you. And look at that. I want us to be mindful of those things. And, and so, you know, I want us to live this life. You ever seen people that are just miserable? There's people, and, and, and you know, I'm not trying to minimize what they go through or whatever, but if, if you're a pastor and you talk to about 50 families like I do, there's a lot of stuff going on. <clears throat> some of some pretty big deals. And then you talk to some people and say, I cannot believe I broke this nail on the way to church. Can you believe that? I just can't believe that. I'm thinking, it's going to be all right. You got nine more, right? <laughs> Goodness gracious. You see, when we get all focused, oh, my God, look at that. Oh, my God, you know, oh, whatever. I'm just using that for example. But we get all wrapped around the wheel instead of saying, man, thank you, Lord. I got nine other good nails. Look at that. See, so what you do when you show somebody, you just say, hey, how you doing? You pull that thumb back like that. They don't even know nothing, right? We laugh about these things, but... Shouldn't we focus on the positive? Shouldn't we focus on the blessings? Just like we learned last a couple of weeks ago. I went to visit that one guy. He was so focused on all the bad. I take 20 steps and the lady was focused on all the, all the good. I look back at that chasm there. And what I see in the middle of that distance is this one word, choice. Choice. So you've got a choice today to take this message and apply it to your life and bring it back to your family and encourage them. Take it to your workplace. Share it on your Facebook. See, what's going, you're going to share a bunch of recipes anyway. You're going to share a bunch of political stuff probably. Just share a little Jesus stuff. 
You know? It's funny. I work with a lot of my buddies, right? And, and they might not share the message. A few of them do. But when we're working, they'll tell me everything I said. <laughs> I don't care as long as you work. Hey, as long as you're watching, that's good. But go ahead and click the share button. It's okay. What would the neighbors think? They think, man, maybe you're trying to encourage somebody in the Lord. Let's keep on rolling with this. <coughs> so look at this right here. We're talking about we're going to have to give an account. Romans 14, 11, and 13. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of itself to God. Therefore, let us stop judging one another. Oh, what did that say? Therefore, let us stop judging one another. Instead, make up your mind. That sounds like a choice, don't it? Make up your mind not to put any stumbling blocks or obstacles in your brother's way. Now, there's a lot right there. But basically what I wanted you to see, he says, as surely as I live, you're going to give me account of your life. If right now we turn turn the bright lights on and say, hey, got to give account of your life before the Lord. There's no maybe, there's no, well, she made me do it, any of that stuff. Would you be ready to give account? Some days are better than others. I'm preaching to me first. But I know what? As I went through this message, I could do better. Now, let me tell you, we don't do to get into heaven. It is not by works. It is by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift to God. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this. How, when you stand before God, would you answer a question? Would you, why didn't you tell people about my son? I say this, I use this analogy the best I can. How many people like to shop? Denise put two hands up. Right? Grandmama, you right in there. That's it. She come from a long line of shoppers, babe. But I will tell you this, I got a bargain, babe. Thank you, Lord. Denise will look at something, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, well, I'm going to get it now. But she's thinking about it, I appreciate that, right? Guys don't do that, they go, how much is it? Okay. If it's close, we just get it, don't we, guys? You want a good deal, but if it's close, you ain't going to stand in a long line. You're not going to go to 17 places, it's a guy thing. It's like, this is $29.95, it's $31 over here, guess what? I got it in my hand, $31. Well, you know it was cheaper over here at $29. I'm not driving 16 hours to get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. I, uh-oh. I'm going to take a drink of water on that one. Woo! Amen. We have a little fun here. Poke a little fun. <clears throat> but it, the wives are saying, that's the reason why you had the money, because I've been saving it all the time. That's good stuff. So we look at this, but I want to talk a little bit about the judgment seat. I've got a few things here I think it will really bring it, bring it home. The judgment seat of Christ does not determine salvation. That was determined by Christ's sacrifice on our behalf. Everybody say amen. And our faith in him. All of our sins are forgiven and we will never be condemned for them. Romans 8 chapter 1, my favorite verse. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those of Christ Jesus. I don't know how big my marker would be, but if you want to put that on it, it's good. Just put Romans 8. R8. I don't care. I want somebody to be encouraged if they come there and they, but whatever. Because that right there gives me the strength to get up every morning and go, you know what? I'm glad God's not holding up scorecards. He says, you know what, buddy? When you call it on my son's name, when you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, I said, it's finished. Why do you want to bring it up again? Why do you want to bring it up again? I'm just going to jump out here a little bit. How many people, you don't have to raise your hand, have an argument with their lovely spouses and it starts out here and it ends up to the same old argument now i'm just telling you that never happens at our house y'all pray for me i'm just teasing you could start all the way out here about the garden hose leaking and you end up back in 1999 about being late for your mom's dinner or something whatever it is you go what just happened it's like you've got a time warp machine what can you say forgiveness? Let's just move on. Let's keep on moving on. Be prepared. But look at this here. Our sins are separated from us for always. We should not look at the judgment seat of Christ as ju- our, our judgment from God for our sins. But rather, listen to this. But rather as God rewarding us for our lives. How many people like reward? 
I do. You know you buy a bunch of extra stuff just to get a reward part, uh, points. When you were a kid, how many cereal boxes did you get? Going through there. You're eating the stuff you didn't even like. You just wanted a little wizard pop thing. Here. Oh, I just love those Captain Crunchy, Count Dracula, whatever things. You didn't like them. You just wanted a little top or something, right? <clears throat> what I'm saying is as we look through our life, how we live today is going to be rewarded when we stand before the Lord. I want to finish big. How about you guys? I want to finish big. I want everybody to know Jesus that I come in contact with. I guess you ain't figured that out yet. Everybody knows. Where was it? Me, me and my buddy Grayson got on an elevator the other day, and he started laughing. He said, oh, Lord, here it goes. When I get on the elevator, somebody's going to hear about Jesus, man. I, I get on there, and I, a lot of y'all heard it. I get on there, and I start doing this. Start to hit the button and go, what's that noise? Is this thing safe? Y'all know Jesus? <laughs> and my buddy's going, I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to do that. But you know what? We tease about that. But how often? We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know. We don't know. But I'll tell you what. There are things that we do know. We know when we call upon the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, we are saved. We are sealed with his spirit. He gives us a deposit of his spirit to live in us and seals us. Man, that's powerful stuff. But how are we living with that power in us? Do we just sit on the sidelines of life? I don't do good sitting on the sidelines of life. I know somebody else doesn't do good sitting on the sidelines of life. My father-in-law, he likes to be engaged. All right, granddad, I didn't ask it. I'll use your example. You just had to love me through it. If granddaddy calls you to help him, you better be halfway there. I mean, you could be getting in the car, starting the car. They live like two and a half minutes from me. I could be turning off River Road. He got half of it done. I think it's the old school thing. Michael told me he just experienced that same thing with his granddaddy. It made me think about it. He wants it done now. He likes to be involved. That's great. How involved are you in your Heavenly Father's business? Do we just wait? Do we wait? Do we get ready to roll? When you leave here, are you going to be equipped and ready to share your faith? Are you going to be prepared to tell people about what you believe? Because you know what? All of us will stand before the Lord about that. How victorious are we over sin? How we controlled our tongue, James 3, 1 through 9. Woo, getting quiet up in here, isn't it? Yeah. Let me ask you, how well are you prepared today if you were standing before the Lord? Think about that. You know, one of the things I've, I've understood from studying the Bible, the more questions I ask, the more I learn. Sometimes you've got to ask some questions. So that's the question. Are you really prepared? And, and you know what? <clears throat> we prepare for everything. But how much do we prepare for what God's got for us? So listen to this. We're going to talk about no regrets. When you hear that, first, first thing there, no regrets. What sinks in your mind? No regrets. I'm going to live with no regrets. What was it? I saw that. I saw that. Somebody had a tattoo one time to talk about tattoos that went bad, and it had no regrets on it. I made sure I spelled it right. <laughs> I bet you he had some regrets after that, didn't he? I'm regretting. <laughs> I thought that same thing, man. I saw that same thing. But anyway, no regrets. What do you think about that? No regrets. Because sometimes, this is what, what do you think about this? When you hear that, you think, man, I'm just going to live it up. Gusto. I'm going to live this life. It's my life. Got one life. I'm going to live it the way I want. I'm going to be reckless and careless and stomp on anybody else that gets in the way because it's all about me. Right? Now, people don't sound like that, but you know they act like that, right? They do. You think about that. What do you think about when you hear that word? Some people say, I'm just going to live it up. And now, I want to tell you this. I know every, all of us are at different parts in, in our life, different time frames in our life, experience different things in our life. In different ages, we'd probably get different answers. If you'd asked me this question 25 years ago, that's probably pretty close to the answer you just got. You know? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I often think, what was I thinking? You know what I come up with? I wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't. It was like, okay, if I think back in my life, how about you guys? I was thinking, well, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to get this, and I want to. And, man, it just started being I, 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 I. Sound like an Ozzy song. No, 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 no. About three of y'all got that. That's all right. 
That guy. But anyway, with all that going on there, we get focused on self way too much, don't we? And I pray today that, you know, what, we live a, a selfless life as we saw Christ did with no loose ends. Do you live your life daily with eternity in mind? Now think about that. Again, man, buddy, you keep talking about dying. No, I'm talking about being prepared, living with no regrets. And when that time comes, because we never know when it comes, that you know what? Lord, I did everything I know I could do. Lord, I, I, I try to share Jesus with everybody. This just popped in my mind. I talked to my aunt yesterday. And she said, uh, one of my cousins come and visit. And our family is much like everybody else. It's a little disjointed. How about y'all's? <clears throat> just a little bit disjointed. Because she started going down the family tree and it's all bowed around like a weeping willow. So my cousin went to his dad's brother's son's daughter's funeral. Just telling you. Now I'm going to tell you the, the sad part. Girl was 18 years old. She was coming home. She was almost home. Got in a car wreck. One of her friends ran to get her daddy to come back. She got trapped in the car and burnt to death. He couldn't get her out. And she's screaming and she's hollering. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. But I guarantee you when she was coming home, she was thinking, man, I'm going to go ahead and fix me a Pop-Tart. I'm going to go home and listen to my new record or digital music. You've got to bring it back up there. Everybody was watching going, what's a record? But, but you know, I say that, and, and it's very, very sad, and I, I pray for the family, and I pray that she knew the Lord. <clears throat> but we often don't think about living daily for eternity until we hear something like that. It grabs us by the back of the neck and makes us realize this life is fragile. This life is fragile. So when we look at that, how am I living my life for eternity? Am I sharing the gospel message? Do I invest in the things of the kingdom? Do I take time to listen to others? Do I follow the nudge when the Lord gives me a nudge? Am I raising my family in a, in a Christian home? Am I, am I example at my work? And the answer to all those things is, some days better than others. I'm just telling you. But you know what? If we don't strive for that, right? If we don't open the word, right? What did I say last week? Somebody said this. I thought it was great. If you've got a dusty Bible, it will, it will turn into a dirty life. See? You keep that Bible shut, and the next thing you know, it's like, well, it don't really matter. <clears throat> we start drifting a little bit. But look at this. When will you start living for the Lord? And I pray you say, well, I've been living for the Lord. That's good. Well, let's start today. Let's, let's crank it up a notch. Let's crank it up a notch. Let's see what's going on. So I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Are you sold out for Christ? And not, nobody answered. Huh? What do you mean sold out? Do your desires match God's desires for your life? Think about that. Do your desires match God's desires? And if they don't, guess what? We're not sold out. You have a choice. When you look at stuff, when you, when, when you do your bills and you look at things like that, you think, well, this, well, you know what? Let me think about the kingdom of God first. Hey, when we think about when, when we are, are, are getting ready to go into a meeting, do we pray about it? You know? When, when our kids are getting on the school bus, do we pray over them? Have you prayed for the teachers? Right? Have you, have you prayed for the first responders? You know? It starts, it starts growing, it starts growing, it starts growing. Are we praying for, for folks that have lost some family? How is it that God can use us? I found this out as time goes by. <laughs> it is not how many things I, I, I collect. It's not how much money is in the bank. It's not any of those things. I have sat with many a people that have taken their last breath over the last 20 years. I have never yet to this day had somebody say, give me my checkbook. Bring me my trophies. It's always two things. They want to know about the Lord, or they're talking about the Lord, or they want their family. And I'm going to tell you what. We'd be wise to invest in both of them first and then move from there. Because if we invest in the things of God, we are going to see all those things come around. And I don't want us to lose sight because God wants us to finish big. Everybody doing good so far? 
Let's go to this. Ask God what he wants for your life. Ask God what he wants for your life. Have you ever asked that? We always say, Lord, this is what I want. We give him the grocery list, don't we? Lord, you know what? I, I, I'll tell you what. I met that girl, Elizabeth Coast, got that blonde hair and the green eyes. I want to marry her. That took a little praying. That took a whole lot of praying, right? You, you can say no. <laughs> you know, we talk about what we want. Man, I want, a, I want a good job. It's not a problem to seek the Lord about that, okay? You know, I want God to, to work in my life. How about you? But a lot of times, I don't give him room to work in my life. How about y'all? Because when he gets ready, can you imagine, God, we're praying, Lord, I need this, this, and everything. And he goes, well, I've got, but, hey, don't, hey. Because we, we don't give him a chance to respond. Prayer's a two-way street, isn't it? A little bit of listening. I'm preaching to me first. Anybody that talks so much to me, got to, got to listen. One of my friends at work has that 715-minute meeting every morning. He always does this. You know what that means? You got one mouth, two ears. Use the ears. Everybody else, what is he doing? What is he doing? I said, I think he's talking to me. <laughs> one mouth, two ears, right? But you know what? What are we speaking when we talk about God? How do we represent God? Ask God what he wants in your life. You know, think about that. What is my purpose here, Lord? What part do I, what part? Is it that you want me to, to play in this time that I'm here? God knew you were going to be born at this date. He knew when you're going home. He knew you were going to live in this area. He knew your zip code. He knew all that stuff. He knew what he had gifted you with. So it's not like he's up there going, man, I don't know. Well, let me see. You know, he's not doing the shell game with your life. He's speaking to your life daily so that you will follow the path that he laid out for you. And I'll tell you this I found out in my life. See if you guys have seen it. God doesn't necessarily give you the full map of your life. <clears throat> when you're obedient in one area of our life, he'll show us the next thing. Every time that I could think of it, I saw a mighty move of God in my life. I mean, the, the hair curling, God's on the scene move is when I was obedient with the first step. And then I stepped up to the next step. So if you're right on that edge right now, just do the last thing God told you to do. And listen and step. What we often do is this. We take off running and then we get in the ditch and we go, hey, Jesus. Amen. Now, that ain't saying that God won't come and get you. But you don't necessarily have to go and get in the ditch. If we, we, we follow that GPS system, God's Bible, God's perfect standard, I think the chances are we're going to stay in the middle of the road, in the middle of his will, a whole lot better. Look at this. Have you ever really considered the cost for your sins to be paid? Now, once a year, I believe we really do. I'm just being honest. We think about that. We think about the death, burial, and resurrection. <coughs> I'm sorry. But do we think about that on a daily? Think about what it costs. Moms and dads, you ever bought your kids something really expensive? Well, I'm going to pray for your kids. No, yes, you have. Education, bicycles, whatever, stuff like that. And you had to sacrifice to get that thing. How would you feel if they say, yeah, I got a new bicycle, but yeah, that's good. I'm going to get something else, right? I'm going, I'm start, starting small. I'm going to build into it. How about that car, right? You worked overtime, everything else, got that car and everything, got the safest one you could find, and you go, hey, that's good. And then you get down the road, and, and you say, you call them and, and just make sure they're not driving with the phone on, and say, baby, I just, I was, could you get me a loaf of bread on the way back? I'm with my friends. Just wanted some bread. How's the car running? It's running good. It's running fine. It's all right. It's almost out of gas. That wouldn't happen to nobody. As crazy as that sounds, right? What do we do with the blood of Christ and the sacrifice of Christ? I gave my life for you. You don't have to worry. I'm preaching somebody today. You don't have to worry no more. I laid down my life so that we have perfect peace between us. Hey, you know what? You don't have to worry anymore if you're going to, to, to heaven or hell. You know what? When you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, you can know, the Bible says, that we have a home in heaven. We can know all good gifts come from God. Amen? So what are you feeding on? How often do we go and rehearse all the blessings of God 
I think we'd be exhausted if we did. But you can sure pick up on a few of them each day, couldn't you? You know what? Lord woke me up today. I could see. Right? And there's people who got different ailments and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what. When my mom went blind, I know I mentioned it from time to time. My life changed. Not only did her life change, my life changed. Because when you're blind, you don't know what time it is. You know, now they could teach them and different things. like You don't know what pills to take. You don't know the difference between where the pork chop is on your plate or the green bean. You don't know if you're in the bathroom or in the kitchen. But thank God my mama got her sight back. And man, I never will take that for granted again in my life, ever. Man, we get out of bed and we just, oh, yeah, I got to do this. We start going through the list of what you got to do and where you got to be and who you got to call and all these things. Or do we turn around and say, Lord, you know what? I am so glad that I'm a child of God that you're going to take care of this today. And I'm going to praise you on the way to work. I'm going to praise you while I'm at work. And I'm going to thank you that even if it's something that I don't know what's going on, you're going to go before me, amen, and you're going to set my path in the right place. And you're going to put people in my life that I can speak life into. And you're going to put people in my life that will speak back into my life. You say, well, buddy, that just sounds wonderful, but it doesn't always work that way. Have you tried it? Have you started your day with the Lord, spent your day with the Lord, and ended your day with the Lord? Just want to challenge you to do that because it was a great, great price that paid. Think about this. Jesus gave his life as a ransom. You say, oh, yeah, we know that. A payment in full. And see, so, so you think about this. When you think about ransom outside of Resurrection Day, what do you think about? You think about one of those shoot 'em up bang, bang movies, right? You know you do. The little girl's going to the bus stop. The guy with a ski mask grabs the girl, takes off. The business guy gets the call. <laughs> right? Y'all seen all the movies. They're all the same. We want $1 million in small bills and a Twinkie. That's what I have to throw in the Twinkie. And you go, oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? And normally in all the movies that you see, dad said, give them the money. And the mom's already like, ready. You, you, you will give them the money. The dad's going, He's calculating just a little bit, and the mom's already like doing this, right? The ransom. They're making sure they got money for the ransom. They could pay the price of the ransom. And, and look, and, and, and that ransom goes with the value of what they have being held ransom. Do you know that you and me were held in the ransom for, for the ransom of sin? We were shackled in sin. And there was a price that had to be paid. It was the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. His blood was poured out, a life for a life, so that we could go free. See, think about that ransom deal. We can relate when we see it on TV and everything else. Look, look, it's even bigger because Jesus had to pay the ransom of the world. And not only that, he's the only one that could pay it. And I asked people, and I shared that story. I said, would you like to receive Jesus? Well, I don't know. You don't know? Here's his word on it. I mean, that's between you and God, but I want to make sure I'm doing my best to tell you how much you're worth. How much you're worth. Some days, I don't feel worth much. How about y'all? But let me tell you, the way I feel does not define who I am in Christ or what God says I can be or what he's done for me. And we always know this. It's just like anything else. Me and my buddy, we wheel and deal some cars and this and that, and he's always trading some. It's what you pay is what you believe it's worth. God sent his only son. That must tell me and you that we're worth something. We should never, ever, ever feel like we're, we're worthless. If we feel like that, don't stay there. Look to the cross and realize, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. We need to recalibrate. We need to get back in the game. So that, you know what? Let's start living that life of no regrets so that we finish big for Christ. Let's keep on moving, all right? How will you spend the great investment Christ put in you? Think about that. You got talent. You got gifting. You got his spirit in you. Ephesians 1 said, you are sealed with a guarantee, his spirit. Guess what? That is a great deposit. You know, nowadays, they got all types of fancy things, you know. You could write a check, take a picture of it, and put it in the bank, right? 
And sometimes, you know what's kind of funny? Sometimes you've got to wait three days for it to, <laughs> to rise, right? It's probably a biblical thing there, right? Sometimes you've got to wait three days for it to clear, right? But see, that fast, boom, boom, you put it in there. And it's deposited in your account. You see where I'm going with this? God deposit, deposited himself in you and in me so that we can make a deposit in somebody else. Not just hold on to it. Share it with other people. Share it when you, you deal in your business. Share it when, you, when you're at, at food line. You know what? The other day I was in line. I had two items. I was at the Dollar General. And this lady jumped in front of me and had 964 things. Pretty close to it. And I was like, <clears throat> how you doing? <laughs> with my two little items. Thinking she'd say, oh, would you like to go ahead? I thought, that'd be nice. How you doing? Just fine. Step away from the cart. Now, I'm not saying she's a bad person or anything else like that. But those are little things right there where you can say, hey, you know what? You want to go ahead? Are, are, are we thinking about that stuff? A lot of times we get so focused on self that we're just selfish. Amen? There's always things that we can share. Let's talk a little bit more about this investing thing. Over time and time again, we try to tell our kids, save up, invest, do this. Invest in this, invest in that. You know, when I, when I get called to do some weddings, I see the amount of energy and amount of money that people invest in that day. And I often think, do you invest that much later? I'm not knocking that, I'm just saying. If you invest the same amount of time in your relationship, might not be a bad thing. I look around, and now a lot of kids looking at where to go to college. Oh, little Johnny wants to go here, and little, little Sally wants to go here. And they check on all this stuff and everything else. You know what I did the other day? I looked at some of the colleges, and I looked at a few that we know, and I won't throw any names. And I noticed that one of the colleges that I thought was really interesting, that they had a, like a 37 or 47% uh, graduation rate. Now, I say, I'm going to tell you what, I'm not a big businessman. But if I'm paying you to train my child and you can't give me 50-50, we don't need to go there. How about that? Let me tell you a better deal. You invest in Christ, he give you 100% every day. Every day. He won't, he won't show up late. You won't have to go looking for him. See? We invest in all the other stuff and don't take time to invest in the things of God. I want you to see that today. So, as we bring this thing to a close, what loose ends do you still have? I come back to where we started. Let's go ahead and roll that thing down. And this is where we started out. And it says right here, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. I want to bring us back to this statement because I wanted to show you that while Jesus is fully God, he's fully man, and he was totally obedient to what God had called him to do. He left all the splendors of heaven and came and walked this earth for me and you because you're worth it. He turns around and he lays his life down, and even in the midst of that, we saw where he was thinking about the criminal on the cross. We saw where he's thinking about those that were bad-mouthing him, crucify him. We think about when he looks out and he sees his mother Mary. But I want you to take a listen right now. He looked out through all the time in the world, through the future, and thought about you. And he thought about me. And he said, I will pay the ransom. You are worth it. It is finished. So have you finished that transaction? Have you called on the name of, of Jesus for forgiveness of your sin? He's cleared the path for forgiveness. He's given us a path to be courageous because we know whose we are and who we are in him. He's cleared a plan out and a path out for us to live victorious in him. Friends, today, don't leave here with any loose ends. There's no reason for you not to understand how much God loves you. There's no reason 
to walk away and say, well, I, I don't know if God could forgive me because you just don't know my past. Look, I don't need to know your past. Jesus saw your past from the very beginning. And he said, you're worth it. And he says, you know what? He laid his life down and he came willingly to tap all the loose ends. You and I were all shackled by sin. But he broke the chain. He rose on the third day. He rose on the third day. He's sitting at the right-hand side of God, interceding for you and I. And all we have to do is believe. No loose ends. Friends, folks listening, don't turn off the, 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 the video. Don't leave here today without taking care of this one loose end. Receive Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much today that you left nothing undone. Father, that you, you just love us. And Lord, you invested dearly in us. You gave it all. You gave your best. And I pray today, if people are listening to this, I pray you share the message that will talk to somebody else. Maybe today, next week, next year, I don't know. But the gospel message never changes. God never changes. And his forgiveness is free for you to receive. But it did cost a big price. It cost God his very best. Will you receive it today? You say, buddy, what must I do? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. says, Lord, I believe you're the son of God. Come into my life and forgive me. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Today I receive you as Lord and Savior. And the Bible says in the book of Romans, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, drop us a line so we can pray for you. If that's you today and you prayed that prayer from your heart, Lord, come into my life, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I've missed a mark. I need you, Jesus. I need you. Save me. It don't have to be fancy. It's just got to be authentic. It's got to be from the heart. That's what faith is. So friends, let me tell you, God says you're worth it and your ransom's been paid. There are no loose ends with Jesus. Everybody said, amen. Friends, if you're listening to this today, I ask you to share the message, pass it on. If you got any questions about anything spoken today, drop us a line. We want to make sure that we get all the good news to you. We love you. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Give the Lord a hand.